As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Joelle Steiniger. Today we talked with Jonathan Shore, the co-founder of CodeMonkey. Matt, what do you think of this one? This is another one of our Israel interviews, and it was really interesting to hear about an edtech company that tried several years ago to get started, but couldn't because of the dynamic in Israel with edtech fundraising. Uh, fast forward, they tried again, it's worked out, and they share a bit about some partnerships that they've made to get to revenue at an earlier stage, which was really interesting. Yeah, and I actually really like the focus on kids, uh, even as young as nine years old, learning how to code, because a lot of the other um, learn-to-code things that I've seen have been focused on adults that want to either get better at their skills or maybe even make a career change, and it was really interesting to hear how they approach making this really fun and interesting for kids. So let's get into it. 
Customer.io is a modern email platform built for startups. It helps you send the right messages at the right time based on how your customers are using your app. Go to customer.io slash rocketship to start sending emails that convert. So Jonathan, tell us about CodeMonkey. Tel Aviv-based startup uh, creating uh, a platform for teaching real coding in a real programming language to children as young as nine. Uh, we do it through a highly engaging and intuitive online game where you program a monkey to catch all the bananas on the screen. It gradually gets more complicated, uh, this way guiding you through all the fundamentals and advanced subjects in, uh, in computer programming. So what, uh, what drew you guys to that? Oh, the, it's an interesting story. Uh, both my, my co-founders and I have been coding together actually since we were very young, I think nine years old. Uh, our parents are software engineers and mathematicians, so we got a, an early start. And we've been having a great time growing up and, you know, creating and inventing together while acquiring the most, probably the most powerful 21st century skill. So when I graduated from high school, I wanted to give uh, other children the opportunity I had, and I started my own programming courses for children. And that's where the... The first inspiration for for Code Monkey came from. Um, and yeah. have, have you found that there's a lot of kids that young, nine, ten, eleven years old, that are excited to learn to code, or is it more like parents or schools wanting to bring that, you know, to them? Yeah. So back then, that was a while ago. That was two thousand and one, quite a while ago. Uh, and back then, uh, we still didn't have this huge trend that we have now where teachers and parents and education system uh, want to push this subject into mandatory curriculum. So it was pure, uh, you know, motivation coming from the children back then. It, and it wasn't only, you know, the geekiest <laughs> kind of children, because uh, this was also like a great medium to be creative through uh, already back then in 2001. So, so the motivation was there uh, already back then uh, uh, with the children, definitely. So we're talking about like 15 years ago. How have you guys been able to survive and fund this for so long? Oh, no. So, so we didn't start then. This is another uh, interesting story. Then I, I went to, to the university, Israel Institute of Technology, and uh, 2005, I think, I graduated and I wanted to start this as a, as a startup company. Um, but the ed tech, uh, I don't know, the ed tech buzz uh, wasn't there yet around the VC community, and it was completely impossible to start a, an educational technology startup. And it was 2006 or 2007. So I tried uh, with my partner for a few months, and we just had to, to pivot really early to a whole different uh, space. Uh, eventually, we gave up that startup, and I and I we relaunched uh, Code Monkey two years ago. Actually, when, when my wife saw an ad by the, a new ad tech accelerator in Israel that they're looking for technological educational entrepreneurs, and that's where I learned that the ad tech became became a thing in the venture capital you know space. So, what was it like going through that accelerator? Um, I was quite amazing really because uh, this accelerator is is also owned by the largest educational publisher in israel it's really a monopoly in israel 
So uh, what they could do for us in terms of penetration to the local market and networking to the global market, this is that was like real <laughs> significant acceleration uh, when we just launched the product. I think two months after launching the product, they already sold it to three, 300 paying school customers in Israel. Uh, this is not something that we, uh, we would never achieve so fast ourselves. You know, they have the sales force, they have the customer base, so, so it was really amazing. And now, uh, this summer, we're about, uh, I think, 50% of the elementary schools in Israel are becoming paying code monkey customers. Again, this is something well beyond what we could uh, hope for. And this is, again, uh, I think we owe that to, to the structure of being part of an accelerator owned by a large uh, education company. That's really interesting. You know, most accelerators you hear, they kind of prepare you to raise money, but it sounds like this one just jumped right into revenue generation. Is that right? Uh, in our case, uh, we have a lot of other companies in our cohort and the previous one and the next one in the same accelerator, which uh, it didn't have work, uh, work out the same for them. But we happened to create a product that was perfectly, you know, up their alley, perfectly something that their, their customer were really waiting for. And it was very natural for them to become a distributor of CodeMonkey. So it happened for us uh, I think generally uh, this accelerator, like you said, is focused on helping with, you know, uh, defining the product and the company and building a deck and uh, approaching investors. They do that. But in our case, there was this amazing synergy in the distribution aspect. That's awesome. That's really cool. So getting into this, did you expect to uh, have it collect revenue in this kind of model? Sorry? Did you think it would... uh, collect revenue in this kind of model selling to schools through this partner or is that something you discovered going through the accelerator um that's something uh, actually at first we thought uh that the main business model would be selling to consumers online and definitely this is something that took us by surprise the way it worked so well selling to enterprise education customers through a distribution partnership this is something we 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 didn't expect. Yeah, we found that out <laughs> as we went along, and now this is we we still sell to consumers online, but now we treat this as a secondary uh, income source, and more importantly, as a way to iterate on the product more quickly. Because uh, with consumers online, you can get feedback real fast on new features, new content. Uh, so we still see this as an important asset more for the for the product management process. That's great. So do you find that when kids go through these exercises and begin to learn how to make it through the game, what do you find is the next step for, for them? Are you for the children? Yeah, are you providing the next layer of content or are you pushing them somewhere else? Um, the next step is definitely to be able to create their own content because uh, that's always the, that's the common motivation behind the kids wanting to learn to code is to be able to create and to express themselves using this uh, new skill they acquire. So, uh, so the next stage, it's actually it's uh, it's it's just been th- in a closed beta for two months, and we're about to release this soon. is um, is the first model that uh, will allow our users to to create to be creative with what they learn. And the first step would be allowing them to create their own CodeMonkey level. We call that CodeMonkey challenges. 
but eventually this will evolve to a, a general purpose uh, online HTML5 games studio. And is the, is the focus on more than one language, or are you focused on, uh, you know, Ruby or...? Uh, we focus on one language. It's called CoffeeScript. Uh, it's an open source derivative of JavaScript uh, with a more user-friendly syntax. It's very influenced by Ruby and Python, uh, but it actually compiles into JavaScript. So what you create with CoffeeScript can run on any platform, mobile or desktop, any kind. Um, and we see the main, the, the main differentiation between CodeMonkey and other solutions targeted at this age group is that we do teach a real programming language where most other solution, uh, they do a great job in teaching sort of an introduction to computational thinking, but they do this without uh, going into actual coding. They do this, do this using uh, drag and drop uh, block puzzles. Um, so teaching the real skill, the real life skill of actually coding in a real language, you know, with uh, symbols and letters and numbers uh, this is one of the key different differentiators for CodeMonkey. So in Israel, the, the education timeline is a bit different um, since the army fits in there at some point. Are you trying to push kids in the direction of um, taking up a technical role in the army or eventually going on um, to do something technical in college? Or is there something as early as high school where they can start to apply these skills? Um, so... Uh, it's a great question. Uh, in Israel, actually, now there's a new uh, minister of education. There's a new government, and he just a week or t- two weeks after uh, getting to his new office, uh, he came to meet CodeMonkey. Met met with me, and his main concern is sort of uh, widening the funnel, so to say, uh, to children uh, selecting uh, math and computer science and s- uh, stuff like that as an elective, as a major in high school. So, uh, uh, CodeMonkey inside the Israeli education system will be measured, uh, the impact will be measured in how it manages to, to increase the rate of uh, high schoolers that choose, let's say, to major in math uh, instead of, uh, you know, um, non-STEM uh, uh, subjects. That's really fascinating. It's very different from over here where you don't really make a decision until you hit college. And even then, most people aren't really prepared. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and telling this story. It's been fascinating to learn about, um, you know, teaching kids, but not only that, but also in Israel and a place that's so different. Yeah. Thank you for having me. How can people keep up with you online? Uh, our Twitter handle for CodeMonkey is CodeMonkeySTU for CodeMonkey Studios. Same as same on Facebook. Uh, we're coming now to present uh, in Philadelphia at ISTE, which is the largest uh, ed tech conference for teachers and educators in the United States, I think. So we're going to have a booth there with another great uh, ed tech startup from Israel called TinyTech. We're sharing a booth with them, so you're invited to, to visit us there. Thank you. That's great. Okay, so thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. 
And be sure to check out our app discount section, where we have discounts on products that we use every day, like Woo Themes, Wistia, Treehouse. Go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials and get your discounts today. Mine's handmade, pan fried, sun dried, south side, and beat the devil by landslide, praying with a hands tied, president of my fan club, Santa, something told me I should bring my money. Yeah, I don't move it slowly, taking in my body like it's holy, I've been waiting for you for the whole week, I've been praying for you, you're my Sunday king. Your peppermint is the truth I'm pessimistic on Monday If I had tweaked and missed you You look so good with the hat on Had to match with the shoe Came and dressed in the satin I came and sat in your pew I come to Christmas for dinner 50 rolls on my plate Hello holes in my stocking Holding your pockets in place I like my love with the budget I like my hugs with a scent You smell like light gas While the electricity rent You sound like why the gospel choir Got so tired Singing this praise a daily basis So I gotta try it You my dream catcher Dream team, team captain. Matter of fact, I ain't seen you in a minute. Let me take my butt to church. You better come on in. Can you gotta, gotta move, move slowly, slowly. Taking in my body like it's all 